Blau und Weiß, ein Leben lang. Hallo, meine Leute. Welcome to episode 143, Shock America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me, as always, co-host Jack Mangan. Jack, how are we doing on this Monday? <laughs> Back by popular demand. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, game was uh, an interesting one. Yes. Uh not not my favorite to uh to watch. Uh hmm. 90 minutes of what I felt was somewhat frustrating performance um from us, but I think at the same time to not be entirely uh like dour on that uh some positives to take away from that performance especially relative to how we looked against Hamburg uh to start off the season. Um so that's certainly one of the talking points. Then also of course an ESPN game. One of the few this season, which was another nice thing. Didn't have to scramble to try to find a way. A game that nearly uh, didn't happen for us. Yeah. With, with some technical difficulties in the field, uh, in of the course. feed, I, sh I should add. Yeah, of course. It went black on us like 30 seconds after the game started for a few minutes, yeah. but ultimately back up and running. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, need some uh, bot control, obviously, for real. But uh, <laughs> other than that, it was, no, it was good. It was good. It had a lot of interaction, a lot of people watching along with us, which is nice because, you know, the game was televised here in the U.S. And so have so many people watching the game and joining us as well. It was, it was, it was fun for sure. Um, the result, not so much. But like you mentioned, you know, yes, there were some dour moments, but, you know, there was some positivity, meaning, you know, we did look better the second time around against Hamburg than the first time. So, uh yeah one one not the result we were looking for uh we'll get to the lineups real quick just to, to kind of get that away we're not going to really go through much of the highlights but uh for the home team which is hamburg johansson and goal who had a pretty decent game uh higher vuskovic uh shunlo and giamaro and in, in the back reese meffert and kittle kittle in particular was pretty good in this game and then up top you had jata glatzel and ali do all three were actually pretty decent in this game for me uh thoughts on the hamburg lineup Yeah, Kittle. We had some like mistaken identity with him at some points in the game yesterday as well. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Kittle involved from the very beginning, which we'll talk about. Uh, talk about shortly. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, for me, the more interesting conversation. I mean, obviously because I'm biased towards uh, Shalva, of course, but just the fact that um, you know we, we saw that same striker pairing up top that we did uh, previously ran that out again, um, and then uh, once again, Adrizi getting some getting some minutes there centrally. Yeah, we went we went with an exact same lineup that we went last week that worked so well. Obviously, Frazzle and Goal, same back three, Kaminsky, Itakura, and Tiao. Uh, you had the same midfield of Paulson, Salazar, and Idrizi with Ranful on the right, Oyan on the left, and of course, uh, Chirlinov and Peringer up top. And yeah, I was curious to see if they were going to be able to recreate the magic that they had in that, in that game. Um, but... Uh, as despite seeing some of the players that we were glad to see back, either easy one of them, Trilinov as well, um, got off on a very sour foot and and sour for us in, in multiple ways, right? Not only did they score, but ESPN's feed wasn't working at the time, so we were scrambling trying to find feed. And so by the time we got it back on, the goal already happened. Uh, and it was a corner kick, uh, which really is funny because Hamburg were trying to speed up the corner kick and take it quickly. And the referees brought it back, said, no, 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 you got to wait till people got to set up. And so they had to bring it back because uh, the initial corner kick was unsuccessful and they got cleared away. And so they made him redo it. 
and they took it. Kittle took it in, uh, kicked it in, I should say. Glotzel, one of their strikers, one of the guys you think you'd be marking, was marked, was completely unmarked. Perringer was nowhere to be seen, and Glotzel got a free header, put it past um, a vertical, or excuse me, a horizontal uh, frazzle. It went 1-0 lead, one minute into the game. I mean, that's not the way you want to start a game, Jack. Not at all. Certainly not. And that, yeah, as you mentioned, it happened uh, you know, before we could even really get the feed working from ESPN. So somebody had commented in the chat that we had conceded before we had seen it. Um, and, I, and actually, I hadn't seen what you had just mentioned, that um, they actually called it back and made them take it again. And so in my opinion, that actually kind of makes the concession even worse yeah. because it wasn't even that you know they had run take a quick corner and we hadn't got time to set. Clearly, we had, had been given time to um, get set there. And you know, a minute and a half into the game, I don't know what we're doing, but you're, you're leaving once again. Yeah. A striker unmarked entirely unmarked by about five yards. I mean, there's no one anywhere, nowhere, anywhere near him. And, and I mean, even that ball is, is in flight. No one's really coming out to challenge him uh, significantly. So he gets kind of a free header on it or whatever. And, um, you know, places it well uh, and takes advantage of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's for some reason, just the shape that we decided to take. And that was part of it. And he was so far deep in the box that we didn't feel like we needed to kind of monitor him or whatever, but um yeah, one one nil to Hamburg, uh, and I, I, I guess I'm actually kind of glad with with how this game went beyond this, just because uh, you know when you see something like that happen, we've talked all season. This is very narrative-y, but like how we've really struggled against the uh, the better teams in the division to look like we've belonged in matches, and so when you see us concede that early, it just kind of goes like, oh, here we go. Like you know, yeah. going to be another tough day at the office, but luckily it ended up uh, turning around a little bit. Yeah, it did. Uh, I would say the play certainly turned around compared to the first game. Uh, we would get a goal. It would, it would happen late in the game, 87th minute, um, off a, a nice play. Bolter really trying to keep the play alive and uh, crosses it in. Ita quarter, nice deflection into the goal. Um, some questions if it was with offsides or not. It kind of looked like he was offsides, but hey, we'll take it. They didn't call it. You know, we got to call our way on VAR and uh, 1 1. Um, and I don't even think that was the story point of the game. Yeah, it's great that we tied the game, but we felt we lost some points, don't we, Jack? Because you look at the statistics, right? Uh, twenty-eight to eight, I think, were the shots overall. Uh, let me go here. Let me pull up the official statistics. Twenty-eight to eight in our favor. Shots on target, though, five to three. So of twenty-three shots missing targets. I mean, the theme of the match was mm-hmm. high and wide, right? It seemed like people were taking uh, practice or auditions for NFL kicker or something. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, the whole Salazar approach has seemingly infected the rest of the squad. It's, it's become, <laughs> I mean, there's Omicron and there's also Salazar apparently because, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he has he has the tendency, and we've talked about this a lot this season. Um, you know, he has the tendency at times to to get the blinders on when he picks up the ball, you know, sort of somewhere in front of the 18 yard box, and he tends to just kind of stop looking for options and is set on getting a shot off. Um, and you know, there's, there's good things about that and bad things about that, but when that becomes sort of the default approach of basically all of your attacking players, um, that becomes a problem. And we saw that in this game and we, we had enough control of the match. Um, yeah. I thought to play with a little bit more patience, um, and try to, you know, play that extra pass and create higher percentage opportunities. And repeatedly, um, we were just kind of lazy and it was consistently somebody just kind of being like, ah, eh, screw it. I'm just going to have it go. And, you know, ruining a move or, you know, ending a possession prematurely and really just settling and, and kind of letting Hamburg off the hook. I feel like when you have the kind of control over the match that we had, which has been rare somewhat this season, yeah. you need to take advantage of, advantage of it by really making them making them work. 
And I feel like, yeah, I mean, you, like, as you just said, we had all those shots and there's only, you know, a very small percentage of them were on target. So the actual work that they really had to do in this match, I don't think is, is going to um, line up with a, what a lot of the stats would suggest. Probably one of those games you have to watch more. They're just kind of looking at, you know, the box score or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I was I was pretty frustrated in this one consistently. Um, I, I don't know why that wasn't being addressed because it was happening in the first half, too. I, I would have to think that, like, somebody would say something. But, this, yeah, it pr- pretty pretty obnoxious after a while. How did you how did you feel about it? Do you feel like I'm exaggerating? That? No, I, mean, I feel like it was pretty pervasive throughout the whole 90. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I want to share this. It was interesting because I thought I was so confused on this. And then I see this tweet um, from Sasha, the tweet I good friend mm. of the show. And he's saying, according to Build, uh, both Schroeder and Canabo went over to Gramotis and, and said, hey, look, we expect you to play better offensively, uh, be more attacking, you know, better style of football than what we've seen. And so maybe this is part of what that is, where the team really trying to assert themselves and, and, and try to dominate a game. And, you know, this is like the opposite of what we normally see. Normally we're like too patient and we're not taking enough chances until it's too late in the game or we need a goal or something like that or it's too close. Uh, and then this one, we're just some, like constantly rushing down of pitch and just taking shots left and right. And yeah, no, it was it was frustrating because one, it was nice that we were getting those opportunities that we were creating more chances than we had previously this season. But nothing was on target. They were rushing it, and we were doing nothing with what we had with the ball, right? I mean, we the corners were thirteen to six, and we did nothing with those corners really. Um, and so we're we're wasting opportunities, opportunities that we didn't have all season. Now we get them against a, a, a top team so to speak, and we weren't doing anything with it, you know, and it looked like we could very well lose that game one nothing, and it took another late Itakura goal to kind of salvage the points. Yeah, I mean, you feel as though the rarer your opportunities are in a given match, the more likely you are to kind of be a little bit hyper on those and yeah. rush things because yeah. you're concerned about, you know, this might be our only chance, that kind of a thing. And so it's, it's weird that it, it kind of had the opposite effect when, when we had as many chances as we did, and we seem to be more wasteful with them than we typically are um, when we, when we really struggle to get into those areas with any kind of frequency. So that's yeah. what was so frustrating to me is we, we've seen, we've sat in through so many matches where, where we've um, you know, at, at times uh, either struggled to string a couple passes together after we win a ball back and we're kind of constantly trapped in our own half or, um, you know, we have we have possession sort of like centrally in the pitch and we're not really able to advance anymore. We're just kind of, you know, cul-de-sacs constantly. And, you know, here's a match where, like I said, once again, we had it. We had a pretty good control of this game. We got into the final third um, somewhat regularly. And, uh, yeah, we were just uncharacteristically wasteful. Um, and that's disappointing because this could have been, um, you know, a, a big result for us. And we continuously talk as well about, you know, the kind of the promotion six pointers and everything. Um, Hombrick's in the conversation and they're a team that you uh, would benefit even better, even more from if you had, you know, picked up all three. Um, yeah. One of those direct results. So poor, poor for me, but yeah. Itakura, two games in a row. Hey, your center back doing big things. Nice finish as well. And, you know, uh, both are back. With the, with the cameo right from the bench, he was injured for a bit. Nice to see him back, and he comes up with a big play. So, and you mentioned cameo. We had a cameo for our new striker, uh, Salif Sane. Uh, we saw we saw a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of this in, in his prior appearance, I would say. Uh, and this one again, he he was inserted immediately into the striker role. He wasn't actually bad. He contributed to that goal that Itakura scored. I mean, he was doing a good hold up play. I liked him in that position. Not that I want to keep him in that position forever, but you know, late in the game when you don't have Tarota, um, Bulter's you know tired. Peringer came out already. Why not? And it seemed to work. 
It, it, no, yeah, it did. We, we we mentioned it earlier in the live stream when we were watching along. We're like, yeah, you know, I wonder if we see Sané as this gets closer to the end. Um, sure enough. Yeah, there, yeah, there's been precedent for this, not just this season already in, in the yeah. limited appearances of Sané, but like in previous seasons where, um, you know, once it starts getting deep into, you know, the 80th, whatever, uh, you throw him forward and, and you start playing a little bit more direct and long ball emphasis. Um, and he can win those. He's fantastic in the air. Um, has and he has good hold of play and everything because obviously he uses his body well. Um, so he, I thought he, yeah, I thought he made an impact. I thought it was actually a decent sub. And there was a chance, there was a period there where it was looking like we might be able to, you know, snatch yeah. a winner potentially. So, yeah. Um, but more than anything, more importantly, just good to see him healthy. Yes. Um, you know, the last time he came in, he was immediately like re injured or whatever. So we just saw that mini cameo and then he was like, you know, back out for several weeks or a month. So yeah. this is like, maybe the second appearance this season for him. It's something yeah, like, it's like, so. yeah, they haven't been... maybe three if you're at most. Yeah. So I think, yeah, more than anything, I'm just happy to see him back and hopefully he can stay healthy. Cause I think um, he can definitely be a contributor second half of the season. I think there's an argument to be made that he might end up becoming a starting center back potentially just, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, like obviously the three guys back there have played well <laughs> enough and, and are as versatile that it's hard to take one of them out. But in some way, Sané will absolutely play a role for us as a midfield sub late in games, I don't mean as a center back sub, whatever rotation doesn't matter what it is. I think he has a role to play. And so I'm glad he's healthy. He was a six before I'm just saying, it's throwing it out there. Um, looking at the lineup and some of the players, you know, compared to this game, compared to last game, you know, I thought the back three were decent. Obviously, Ethan Corey got another goal. Fraza played better than last game, which is good. Um, Johansson, his counterpart on the other end for Hamburg. He had, a, he had a few big saves on us though. The few opportunities we did get on target, uh paulson was okay ronful was maybe a slight step back it wasn't he was okay i think i then came on for the last 30 minutes we talked about this on the watch along i then put in a good 30 minutes that's what we thought it was a much better improvement uh much better product by him in this game than it was previously would you would you not agree it's it's the constant seesawing of stock between ranful and i did i mean yeah I mean, a couple good performances and then yeah he, he, get, he doesn't really do much i don't think he was bad in this game but didn't really do much of note i felt um and Iden came in and i thought was very impactful in his cameo much more than ranful had been um throughout his 60 something minutes or however long he was in there so yeah good definitely a good performance from Iden, which which is nice to kind of end the year on that note for him um you know his highs in the first half of the season were quite high um and he had some bad performances as well so maybe that stabilizes somewhere out we get some consistency but yeah obviously we like what we see out of him um I thought it was interesting, Johansson. You mentioned the goalkeeper for, for Hamburg. I mean, there was that one moment um, when when Sherlinov missed oh. a, a chance he has to convert, and that seemed like that seemed like Johansson and, and Hamburg trying to do their best phrasal impression from from the previous game. Yes, uh, when he when he made that strange decision that almost cost us. So uh, yeah, that was uh, not a great moment from Sherlinov. I mean, you, you know the chance oh. I'm talking about. Definitely should have. Yeah either finish that or utilize one of his teammates. And, and the worst uh, part about it was not only is he one-on-one with a goalkeeper, has a whole net to shoot at. He also has Perringer who's wide open too. So he could have faked out the goal completely and gave it to him or gone the other way. You know, it was, it was a three on O basically. Ah, missed chances. And that's, missed I mean, chances. that's, that's three points right there. You know, it is. It so is. It's and tough. I thought Chilinoff had an okay game. It was a step back from the last game, obviously mm-hmm. Perringer as well. Salazar and Idrizi. But I think the big one for us, unfortunately, one of our boys, um, Oyan had a, particularly poor game not quite poor but it wasn't good his passes weren't hitting anything he kept passing it really to the other team or to nobody uh, he seemed to struggle in this game maybe he's just tired you know um i'm not gonna second guess him i know schroeder wants to bring in another left back to 
for supplement because he's been running his ass off. It's kind of like we had Ochipka a few years back where he's running his ass off. He's the only option. It's kind of how we have the Oyan right now. And so I know we need to have a backup for him. But in this game in particular, I thought Oyan struggled. It seemed like he had lots of minutes already this year and it just ready to see out the the, the winter pause. Yeah, I don't think he played a um, like a poor game in terms of being a liability for us. No, no. For the, for the most part. But yeah, certainly when you talk about um, you know the, the delivery, especially from set pieces that we've come to expect from him, this was a yeah you know notable downgrade uh, in his performance. Uh, you know, rarely played uh, you know a good a good cross or you know a, a good corner in, um, and yeah, was just kind of off for some reason, not calibrated in this game. But you know what? I mean, <laughs> I I couldn't be less concerned about it. Like, I mean, it, it's. It, He's been our most consistent player, I would argue, the entire first half of the season, and consistent play, and our best, in my yeah. opinion. So, like, yeah. um, you know, he he gets a game or two like this without me even batting an eye, yeah. basically based on how good he's been. So, um, yeah, I, I'm sure we'll see uh, better from him in in uh, after the break. And another positive signs, I think all three subs were good. We talked about Sane, we talked about Bolter, Bolter, you know, set up the goal. Uh, and obviously, Iden, we talked about as well. All three of them, I thought, were, were decent coming off the bench, or more than decent, I should say. Uh, so, you know, 1-1. Uh, we ended up we ended up finishing, uh, well, up until the goal, we were looking like we were going to be in sixth or seventh place. But the, that, that goal by Itakura salvaged the points, salvaged Gramozzi's job, at least for now, if, as far as we know. Uh, we finished the, the open first half of the season in fourth place, tied with Hamburg, who's in third. Nuremberg and Heidenheim were below us. Um, so, you know, six points off of first. We're a good bit away from from relegation, at least. <laughs> but, you know, the promotion is the big thing. And at top two automatically advanced. The third place gets into playoff a playoff battle. Um, and we don't want to be in that position. We don't want to be in that kind of situation against a, a Bundesliga club. So top two, honestly, top spot as, as the goal. And at the moment, it's going to be many questions are going to be asked this off this off season, this this winter uh, winter break about Gramozis, right? We know that Broven Schroeder and and Kanabul have already spoken to Gramozis, saying, "Look, we're going to, we're going to stay with you, but you need to, you need to improve. We need to do better." Uh, obviously, uh, the attacking has been lacking. The intent we saw a little bit better in this game, but not so much, right? Shots not on target. The attacking has been lacking. The intent absent. I like it. Bars. Man with okay, words. Sorry, sorry. Man with words. Man with words. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see here how this uh, this all shakes out. I think. But you no know, fourth position. We'll get into the review here during the break. We don't, our next game is until January sixteenth. Um, but I think, yeah, it's overall first half of the season. Fourth place is okay. You know, we I think ideally would like to be top two, even top three, and we're kind of tied, but. What are your thoughts on being fourth position going into the break? You know, now that now that we're sitting here, you know, halfway through the season, and we're looking at the table, and we have a you know a kind of concrete picture of how it looks. I, I'm conflicted because I, I'm concerned that I'm in some way being like far too harsh on, on Gramatzis and and maybe you know not giving us enough credit for kind of where we are and the chance we have to to get promotion right back. Um, because I mean, yeah, we are essentially tied on points for the final promotion place. Yeah. Um. So things could be, you know, a whole lot worse. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like there's there's four teams that are level on that on that point total, 
And there's an additional three teams that are within one result of the point total that we have now. So, I mean, like we really need to find a way to separate ourselves um, from the pack because, you know, over the stretch of a two week period, we could be back down in eighth place again. Um, something like that real quick. So this is, you know, it, it's come right in terms of where we where it look, looks like we appear in the table kind of right at the correct moment where there's this cutoff and we have time to sit and reflect on it. But it, it is it is a tenuous fourth place. Uh, to be certain, and and to be fair, it's tenuous for the other teams that are you have that point total as well. Not not just us, but um, yeah, the balance of what we've seen the first half of the season, I'm I'm not convinced still that it that it's good enough. It it might be, but I, I'm not confident in that. And and I think that has once again much more to do with the coaching than it does with the personnel. Um, and it, once it could be could very well be the case that I'm you know not not appraising our personnel properly, but when I look at the job that Roden Schroeder has done and I actually look at the guys on the pitch, I think we have the people to get promoted at this point. I believe in our squad, and I, I think what is lacking is somebody that can help guide them and, and put the structure in place and give them the ideas necessary to go on and take it. Um, what are your thoughts? Agree, disagree? I agree 100%. I think that, first of all, Schroeder is going to be given, you know, the keys to the city for what he's done compared to how we've been going into this season with, with the lack the, – the players not performing and then basically upheaving the whole team, basically, creating a new team with no money. And this team is very competitive. Automatically, we're in the top, you know, within you – know, we're basically a, a point away or whatever from – or six points away from a top spot. We're doing pretty well, and I, I agree with you. I think this team – is more than capable of being promoted. Um, but I, the, I, the question mark is tactically, are we good enough? And we don't know that, right? We, we've lost a lot of games because of simple mistakes. Not enough, not enough of this, not enough of that overlooking things, um, not being, not being aggressive enough being too aggressive. You know, it's, it's, we've not hit the, hit the mark tactically. And I think um, that has to improve. And I think at this point, if you're not making a move now, you need to give, a short leash. I mean, I'm talking about maybe till end of January because you're looking at look at the schedule coming out of the break, right? Holston Keel on January 16th, Al on the 22nd, Regensburg again, who demolished us the first game on the 5th of February. So you got two games. I think by by Valentine's Day, which uh, Dusseldorf is that fourth game. If we don't have, if we're not in a promotion spot, it may and it may be too late to pull the trigger at that point. Um, I don't know. It's it's Roven Schroeder and and Canabo, They're gonna have to really look hard this this winter pause and try to make a decision in the next you know two weeks or so because any any later you're not gonna give the new coach if you want to bring one in time to you know get his tactics ready and and again if you don't want to make a move get get Gramotti some backup you know maybe no more striker help right maybe we got Salif Sane but <laughs> he's not gonna be the all the all tell answer and then you know, help for Oweyan and some other moves, some depth, because we knew we clearly need some depth because when players go down injured, we were we were struggling there for a couple weeks. Um, the guys came up big, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and I'm with you. I think I'm confident on the team, but not so much on the manager, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned Regensburg in that, you know, first run of four fixtures after this break. But it is Regensburg at the same time that's lost four of their last five and are very much yeah. in the midst of sort of the decline that you True. predicted, you know, preseason essentially. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you're looking at Al in 17th, uh, Dusseldorf in 13th, Kiel in 12th. It should be Regen- 12 points. I mean, so it's just, 
yeah, I mean, those are four games that you would expect um, a significant point haul from. And if he doesn't get it, then, you know, it, it just looks increasingly unlikely that we're going to, you know, lock it up. It's unfortunate because the ideal time to change coaches would be now so that you yes. have time to come in and work with the players a little bit during the break. You don't want to get three games into January and then just have kind of like the pace of the season happening again and make that change midstream. Um, but anyway, like I said, it's possible we're being too harsh. We may end up getting this comfortably, you know, keep continue to improve in the second half of the season. And, you know, we'll look around at the end and be like, what were we so concerned about? But it's just that, yeah, I, I don't feel there's been enough growth or evolution in the squad in the performances over the course of the first half of the season. And I think we have the personnel to be playing a little bit better than we are. So, um, yeah, it does appear as though Gramatis is going to be the guy for the time being. And we wish him well because we want us to be successful. So um, we will see the good thing is that some poly at least uh ended on a loss right yeah um, yeah because they could if they picked up like another win they could be what almost 40 points. points now yeah, yeah so close to 10 points ahead so luckily they're still just the two results in terms of the gap to the top of the table um but yeah i mean we'll see how things go it's, it's looking like our, our fight is probably not going to be with st paul it's going to be with everyone else <laughs> hamburg darmstadt Norm- yeah so yeah we'll, yeah Anyway. I mean, we are more than capable of getting 12 points out of the next four games. And if we do, we could possibly be in first or second place, definitely second place, but probably first place, you know, depending on how um, Berkshire and company do. But I think of those four games, you know, it's not, we're not at a point yet of must win games, but I think you have to get 10 points at least of those games because look at, you just mentioned what place they are on the table. And the only place, the only team that's in the top 10 is Regensburg and they're eighth. You know, we should be able to get at least three wins in a draw. Um, and if we don't, like I said, that, that February, that Valentine's day deadline, if you're not gonna pull the trigger now, that's going to be the last chance you get to pull the trigger. Cause anything later than that, it's just going to be uh, a shoot for shoot for the skies. And it's not, not always great. We try to do a change late in the, in the season, right? We've seen before with, um, um, our old manager coming back, Hoop Stevens and saved us from relegation a few years back, but it never works out when you, we make a coaching change so late into the season. So February 14th really is a cutoff for me. It's a make or break for, for Schroeder and company. So, but best of luck, like you said, we yeah. need to get promoted. Yeah. And, and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll find, you know, a few extra dollars in the couch cushion somewhere to uh, <laughs> bring in, you know, like one more player, you know, one other person to kind of bolster the attack potentially, or, you know, or whatever. So um, yeah. yeah, just hope we don't have too many more, uh, you know, Matches officiated by Dennis Itekin, who who saw fit to issue seven yellow cards in that game because he, you know, he just has to be involved. Yeah, anyway. yeah, it's all about him. It's all about him. I'd rather, I'd rather come to the end of the season and we're talking about is Grimosius the guy we want to have in the Bundesliga or not. I'd rather have that conversation than another conversation, you know. So absolutely. All right, cool. Well, let's keep this one short because uh, we are going to have a review podcast. Uh, in the, during the break here between this game, last game and the next game, um, whether next week or we'll let you know when it is. We'll have some, hopefully some guests on here, review the first half of the season more in depth uh, and go from there. But yeah, um, anything else, Jack, before we wrap this one up? It's all for me. Cool. Well, uh, for those who celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's if we don't talk to you. We may, we may not. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, uh, enjoy your time off. If you get time off, enjoy the holidays and uh We'll catch you soon. Glue off. Stay safe out there.